Welcome to Reading the Psalms. I'm Dan, and I'm going to read Psalm 78 today. Psalm 78 is a maskil of Asaph. A maskil is a teaching or didactic poem. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from our children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wondrous works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and tell them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. It might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law, and they forgot his doings and his wondrous works that he had showed them. Marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers, in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoam. He clave the sea and caused them to pass through, and made the waters to stand as a heap. In the daytime also he led them with a cloud, and all the night with a light of fire. He clave rocks in the wilderness, and gave them drink abundantly as out of the depths. He brought streams also out of the rock, and caused waters to run down like rivers. Yet went they on still to sin against him, to rebel against the Most High in the desert, and they tempted God in their hearts by asking meat for their lusts. Yea, they spoke against God. They said, Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock, and the waters gushed out, and streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Will he provide flesh for his people? Therefore the Lord heard and was wroth, and a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also went up against Israel, because they believed not in God, and trusted not in his salvation. Yet he commanded the skies above, and opened the doors of heaven, and he rained down manna upon them to eat, and gave them the corn of heaven. Man did eat of the bread of the mighty, and went, and he sent them meat to the full. He caused the east wind to blow in the heaven, and by his power he uh, guided the south wind. He rained flesh also upon them as the dust, and winged fowl as the sand of the seas, and he let it fall in the midst of their camp, round about their habitations. So did they eat and were filled, and he gave them that they lusted after. They were not estranged from their lust. Their meat was yet in their mouths when the anger of God went up against them and slew of the fattest of them and smote down the young men of Israel. For all this they sinned still and believed not his wondrous works. Therefore their days did he consume in vanity and their years in terror when he slew them They inquired after him, and they returned and sought God early, and they remembered that God was their rock, and the Most High their Redeemer, but they flattered him with their mouth, 
and lied unto him with their tongue, for their heart was not right within them. Neither were they faithful in his covenant, but he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. And he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes away and comes not again. How oft did they rebel against him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? And they turned again and tempted God and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he redeemed them from the adversary. How he set his signs in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zoan, and turned their rivers into blood and their streams that they could not drink. He sent among them swarms of flies which devoured them, and frogs which destroyed them. He gave also their increase to the caterpillar, and their labor unto the locust. He destroyed their vines with hail, and their sycamore trees with frost. He gave over their cattle also to hail, and their flocks to the hot thunderbolts. He cast upon them the fierceness of his anger, wrath, and indignation, and trouble, a band of angels of evil. He made a path for his anger. He spared not the soul from death, but gave their life over to the pestilence, and smote all the firstborn of Egypt, the chief of their strength, in their tents of Ham. But he led forth his own people like sheep, and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. And he led them safely, so that they feared not. But the sea overwhelmed their enemies. And he brought them to the border of his sanctuary, to the mountain which was his hand, which his hand had purchased. He drove out the nations also before them, and uh, allotted for them an inheritance by line, and made the tribes of Israel to dwell in their tents. Yet they tempted and rebelled against the Most High God, and kept not his testimonies, but turned back and dealt treacherously like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow, for they provoked him to anger with their high places, and moved him to jealousy with their graven images. When God heard this, he was wroth, and greatly abhorred Israel, so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent which he had placed among men, and delivered his strength into captivity and his glory into the adversary's hand. He gave his people over also to the sword and was wroth with his inheritance. Fire devoured their young men, and their maidens had no marriage song. Their priests fell by the sword, and their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord awakened as one out of sleep like a mighty man that shouts by reason of wine, and he smote his adversaries backward. He put them to a perpetual reproach. Moreover, he refused the tent of Joseph and chose not the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah and Mount Zion, which he loved. And he built his sanctuary like the heights, like the earth which he established forever. He chose David also his servant and took him from the sheepfolds. And from following the ewes that give suck, he brought him to feed Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his, in, of his hands. This is a big psalm. There are a lot of things going on in this psalm. And I can only encourage you to, to read it for yourself um, over and over. There are lots of things that happen, and it's kind of hard to keep them all in mind when you read through it. And so that re repetition can help. 
It opens in the first four or six verses by explaining the point that this psalm is part of the way uh, that people will continue to teach the importance and power of God from generation to generation and teaching the children. Do not think that this is a psalm for children, though children will learn from it. This is a a psalm for you. This is for you and for me to learn so that as we make decisions, we will not be childish like our fathers have been. Verses 12 and 43 in particular are verses that jump out in my mind that talk about the marvelous things and the signs and the wonders. But it is throughout the whole psalm, Asaph keeps coming back to the fact that God did these powerful works for his people and to show his people. And what greater insult is there to God's deliverance and his power and his works and his provision than lusting for more things? You start looking at verse 18 and how it continues through in the 20s, how it's all about food and dinner. And how it, it, it was just food that these people got caught up in and desired and lusted after and complained about. And God gave them food. God let them have it. Verse 29 is so scary. So they did eat and were filled and he gave them what they lusted after. And then you see what comes after. Don't assume that what you have proves that you are good and with God. What you have may have no bearing on your spiritual situation and your relationship with God. It may be a test. What you have not or what you do have does not reflect necessarily. And so this lesson uh, in this psalm is about trying to try one's heart and to try one's consideration and try one's situation and environment so that we can know whether whether uh, we are right with God, not based on the money in our bank account, but how we are laying up our treasures in heaven. Verses 38 and 39, and it moves into 40, is a really moving section in this psalm where we see the great father behaving as how we fathers on earth ought to behave. The great challenge that we have to show mercy and to show forgiveness in judgment. Here we have judgment that does not stir up all of God's wrath. And this is what we too must have as as human beings as we judge or as we reach out and rule or as as parents as friends as fathers to children that we must have mercy and forgiveness for we too are mere flesh and blood like the children who we are the parents of and so we can learn about how to do this in this psalm Now, the earlier examples in this psalm, verses 12 through 20 and on, really, talks about God's saving and his provision. What God did for his people and how he blessed them, he saved them and then blessed them, and how the people reacted to those blessings. The latter part of this psalm, right around 43 and through 55, is about God's saving and judgment. Not the saving and provision, but the saving and judgment, and how God judged the people, how God judged the enemies. And it is now on us to consider 
God's judgment for ourselves. If this is the way that God judged others, how will he judge myself? And the reality is, while they were wandering in the wilderness, what did they lust after? Mere food. And in that lust, they condemned themselves. And what about God's children in Canaan? What did they lust after? They lusted after the idols and their own selfish uh, rule and religion. And is it any different of a lust? If God so judged the enemies who did not know and respect God, how will God judge his own people who turn away from worshiping him in the right way? The great message to me in this psalm is God provides what we need and he does it well. We will tend to want more or something different and we must curb that tendency. Let's read the psalm again. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from our children, telling to the generation to come the praises of God and his strength and his wondrous works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, which should arise and tell them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law, and they forgot his doings and his wondrous works that they had showed that he had showed them. Marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt in the field of Zoan. He clave the sea and caused them to pass through and made the waters to stand as a heap. And in the daytime also he led them with a cloud and all night with a light of fire. He clave the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink abundantly out of the depths. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. Yet went they on still to sin against him and rebel against the Most High in the desert. And they tempted God in their hearts by asking meat for their lusts. Yea, they spoke against God. They said, Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock, and the waters gushed out, and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Will he provide flesh for his people? Therefore the Lord heard and was wroth. And in a fire was kindled, and a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also went up against Israel. Because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation, yet he commanded the skies above and opened the doors of heaven and he rained down manna upon them to eat and gave them the corn of heaven. Man did eat the bread of the mighty and he sent them meat to the full. He caused the east wind to blow in the heaven and by his power he guided the south wind. He rained flesh also upon them as the dust, and winged fowl as the sand of the seas. And he let it fall in the midst of the camp, round about their habitations. 
So did they eat and were filled, and he gave them that they lusted after. They were not estranged from their lusts, their meat was yet in their mouths, when the anger of God went up against them and slew out the fattest of them and smote down the young men of Israel. For all this, they sinned still and believed not his wondrous works. Therefore their days did he consume in vanity and their years in terror. When he slew them, and they inquired after him, and they returned and sought God early, and they remembered that God was their rock, and the Most High God their Redeemer, but they flattered him with their mouth, and lied unto him with their tongue, for their heart was not right with him, neither were they faithful in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity, and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned his anger away, and did not stir up all his wrath. And he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes away and comes not again. How oft did they rebel against him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? And they turned again and tempted God and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he redeemed them from the adversary, how he set his signs in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zoan and turned their rivers into blood and their streams that they could drink not, He sent among them swarms of flies which devoured them and frogs which destroyed them. He gave also their increase unto the caterpillar and the labor unto the locust. He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamore trees with frost. He gave over their cattle also to the hail and their flocks to hot thunderbolts. He cast upon them the fierceness of his anger, wrath and indignation and trouble, a band of angels of evil. He made a path for his anger. He spared not their soul from death, but gave their life over to the pestilence and smote all the firstborn in Egypt, the chief of their strength in the tents of Ham. But he led forth his own people like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock, and he led them safely so that they feared not. But the sea overwhelmed their enemies, and he brought them to the border of his sanctuary, to the mountain which his right hand had purchased. And he drove out all the nations also before them, and allotted them for an inheritance by line, and made their tribes of Israel to dwell in their tents. Yet they tempted and rebelled against the Most High, and kept not his testimonies, but turned back, and dealt treacherously like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow. For they provoked him to anger with their high places, and moved him to jealousy with their graven images. And when God heard this, he was wroth, and greatly abhorred Israel, so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent which he had placed among men, and delivered his strength into captivity and his glory into the adversary's hand. And he gave his people over also to the sword, and was wroth with his inheritance, Fire devoured their young men, and their maidens had no marriage song. Their priests fell by the sword, and their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord awaked as one out of sleep, like a mighty man that shouts by reason of fire, and he smote his adversaries backward and put them to a perpetual reproach. Moreover, he refused the tents of Joseph and chose not the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah, the Mount Zion which he loved. And he built his sanctuary like the heights, like the earth which he had established forever. He chose David also his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds, from following the ewes that give suck. He brought him to feed Jacob his people, and Israel his inheritance, 
So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. God provides what we need and God does this well. Yet we will tend to want more or want something different and behave in selfishness. If we would but follow God's shepherd, David, taken from the flock and leading us where we ought to go, Jesus, God's own son, placed here among men, who is our shepherd and leads us where we should go. We have all we need. Let us not desire anything more. Thanks for listening in, and I'll talk with you tomorrow.